0: Hello, this is Dr. Paul Cottrell and I'm going to be talking about what's been going on lately in the news about Donald Trump, the G7 slash G8, and uh, some of the other trade type situations that are going on uh, across the world and some of my perspective on it. Okay, So what's going on with Donald Trump lately? Is the um, the G seven is having a meeting in in Canada, and also coincidentally, there is the Bilderberg Group is meeting in Turin, Italy. As we know, uh, about a week or two ago, we've had some news that's been transpiring about new government formation in Italy and the wanting of a Italy exit out of the EU and as you know the European Union does not want that and here again we have a nationalistic um, fervor that is starting to evolve in a peripheral nation or in, in it's actually a core nation in terms of the EU. Um, with Italy wanting to be sovereign to maintain its sovereignty and to get back to um, the ability to rule its own region instead of being beholden to a uber government um, in this case the EU from Brussels. So it's similar to what was going on in Brexit. Now, how does this tie to Trump and Trumpism and, and all this stuff, you know? The reality of the situation is, is that Trump, as the president of the United States, represents, um, in from the United States' point of view, of uh, a, a, a nationalism, of a need to maintain territory, maintain its borders, reduce porosity, to to um, project the rule of law, and to control its currency. In the case of Italy, we have a government that signed into a Uber government, the the Italians signed into the EU, and lost its border, its territory, and uh, became integrated through a monetary system by not being able to produce its own currency. So they're beholden to the Euro and the ECB, the European uh, Central Bank through the wisdom of the UK, they were halfway in the European Union, but maintained the power of the sterling, maintained its currency. So it was easier for them to exit if they needed to. And you see this, but every time a nation wants to exit out of this, this European agenda or a a, a regional monetary rule, you have strong powers that want to do a recount or revote re-vote and a re-vote. Similar to when they were looking for a referendum on the European Union entry with all these nations, they couldn't get it. They couldn't get the referendum. So what did they do? They went through the back door and just forced the agreement. So when, when you have the legislative bodies in these different countries, not wanting something that is hyper integration, and then eventually they get integrated, and then decades later, they decide that this is not working for us. Maybe there was some wisdom in the herd, saying maybe it's better to have individual countries, um, so there is this maintaining of this Westphalian um, order instead of this post-Westphalian order. So, but you have these globalists, hedge fund types, these um, these. Uh, UN officials and multinational corporations that say, you know what, it's easier to do legislation and regulations and, and you know, uh, be able to control the movement of these things when we can negotiate or influence these larger Bodies of regions instead of these individual nations, because the individual nations may be too idiosyncratic and it's too hard to manage. So they want to have a three or four major region world to be able to, to uh, control instead of having 180 or 200 countries in the world to try to, to navigate through. So you have, you see these, you know, international law and all this stuff. And what happens is the international law supersedes the, the local law, the, the nation law, the national law. So this is really, when, you come, when, it, when it comes down to Trump and Trumpism and what, what's going on in America, what's going on in Europe, what's going on in Italy, what's going on in Greece, it's really about maintaining statehood. So when we hear about, well, he's anti-immigrant because he wants to put up borders. No, again, it's based on two major premises of what makes a country, the borders and its currency. If you can't control either, you don't have a country. The globalists don't want borders. They want world integration. They don't want you to be able to control your currency because they want a world currency, which leads to these problems such as decaching, negative interest rates. If you have cash, you can take the money out of the bank. And not get affected by negative interest rates because negative interest rates means they 're taking every month away from from your principal and if you look at the data there's a lot the next recession that happens there's going to be very little room that the central banks could uh, lower interest rates to be able to stimulate the economy and provide a transmission mechanism for stimulus unless they go into negative interest rates and Europe in certain regions are already in negative interest rates. So what does that mean? That means that the powers that be are going to need to go to decash mode to be able to prep for the next recession to allow for negative interest rates. Because if you the power of just pulling the money out of the banking system when they give you negative interest rates is too, is too painful for these large banks to be able to absorb that shock because of the bank run, which would exacerbate the recession. But the the will of the people could be um, exercised. When you de you don't have that. You don't have that ability. So Trump is, is is a larger phenomena. It's not about the person. It's about the the, the nat, nationhood. As Alex Jones, you know, says, you know, the, the answer to 1984 is 1776. So, if we boil that down, what does that what does that mean? Okay, it means that tyranny, surveillance state the erosion of civil liberties can only be checked by revolution now there's peaceful revolutions and there are violent revolutions depending on the level of tyranny a peaceful revolution would be give us negative interest rates and we have a cash society we pull out the money out of the banking system and there's a revol there's there's a revolt to that that um, method, and therefore the central banks would have to think otherwise. But if they decash us, then we don't have the means for peaceful revolt, and therefore we'll have to use means of violence to make sure that we are not harmed by poor decisions made by these Uber government officials. One part of this Uber government official, aficionados are the banks, the multinational banks. They're so large and they accrete so much power that they put positions in the market that are so detrimental that if there's a hiccup in the system a recession or whatever, and they aren't getting their, their dopamine hit from the, the central banks, it goes into convulsion mode and therefore, you know, they, they, uh, you know, they, they, it starts collapsing. This is a sign where you shouldn't be decaching so they can guarantee some sort of influx of money. So the populace can't pull the money out of the banking system what's a sign is is that it should be trust busted and these banks are too big to 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 exist not too big to fail they're just too big to exist because they're too systemic there's there's too much systemic risk that they build up and i think this was part of what the volcker rule was to move towards but it's now being watered down so the the so these tariffs with Trump is um, another hit on nationhood. Because what has been happening is, is that you, we've had these multilateral agreements um, superseding Congress, just being signed by the executive branch, um, like TPP, NAFTA, and all this stuff that. Um, that kind of erodes the power of the judicial branch and the, and the legislative branch. And it integrates regions closer together. Start it monetarily, and then eventually, eventually politically and territorially. Um, well, unfortunately, there is, in, in the case of free trade, um, it's not so cut and dry, you know. We can't always be. Um, a, ca- a country can't always be only export oriented, or only import oriented. It goes in cycles. It's based on the currency values. It's based on the the growth rates, um, and the development of the nations, and and whatnot. But to have a fair playing field in terms of flow of goods. It's not fair for one country to say, well, we're going to provide, um, uh, uh, goods to flow into our country with only a uh, 5% tariff or no percent tariff. And we're going to sell goods to your country with a 15% tariff or they get around that and they have special subsidies within the, within the countries. So Trump's recent statement, you know, it would be, it would be better for a world where we don't have subsidies, we don't have tariffs and all this, and that it's a a fair playing field. Totally agree. That sounds logical. But these special interests that are tied to the Uber government, that are wanting these legislations to supersede the legislative branches and the judicial branches of nation states. They don't want to hear that. They want to maintain their monopoly and their, their subsidy or their particular um, uh, markup through the trade. Trump is basically a disruptor. So everyone, it's spun in the media that he's anti-immigrant, he's terrible for the economy, and all this stuff, and he's you know he's a racist and all this, which is not true. He's just pardoned three major um, uh, minorities. And if he was racist, why would he do that? You're starting to see in the black community a move towards Trump with uh, some rappers, Connie West, uh, or Connie West, West, or West, I do know. And um, uh, Farrakhan is moving towards you know, towards the, the Trump camp because they realize that the status quo for blacks in America and blacks in the United States has not been fully, uh, they haven't been able to reach their full potential economically because of um, the status quo. The, you know, the, the way the Democrats and the Republicans have kept them you know, in kind of these 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 uh, sort of ghettos, Trump is a fresh air. It's uh, light, new light, shining through, to allow for prosperity for all nations, for all people. That is not a racist thing. But the ones that are in power that don't want this disruption of the Uber government, they're going to use the media because that's one of their control levers to spin that he is racist. Case, perfect case. Obama being a black president, why did he not, uh, have such, um, have such a push for minority pardons, but yet Trump did. Trump created, bought a golf course that was not open to blacks and opened it up to blacks. Is that a racist? Of course not. What people don't understand and get confused is protecting the nation and Abiding by the laws of the nation and racism. Immigration versus illegal immigration, for example. If he says, you know what? You come over the border illegally. You should have your head chopped off. Is that wrong? Is that wrong? Obviously he is being flamboyant and he's making a point. He's not saying this literally, he's being, he's speaking with hyperbole, but the bottom line is, is that there is a lot of drug running that's going on over the border. There is a lot of um, black ops that are, that's funding the CIA that, uh, and and, and gun running that uh, allows for the CIA to, to do their black operations. Fast and Furious is one of them. But there are many others. This happened in the Clinton's administration, this happened in the Bush administration, both Bush administrations, it's happened with, with, uh, with the Reagan administration. I don't know beyond that, but this is very prevalent, all right? Iran-Contra affair and all this, there's lots, uh, uh, lots of this happening. They can't get the funding from Congress, so what do they do? They sell drugs in America and they have the money to do with their, their, their black ops. And then obviously the people that are involved get a cut. That's how it's working. But by break by forcing that issue and cutting that off, you're cutting off the black operations that should not be happening. You're cutting you're, you're making the borders more secure. And you're preventing this Uber government from seeping in and taking away nationhood. So I would propose that we need to think about that maybe what Trump is doing is what, is what we need. Maybe what Trump is providing, uh, we need to start thinking about and saying, you know what, we need to think about our nationhood. We are different, but we are, you know, we are one. You know, like Bono says, you know, we are one, but we're not the same. We need to carry each other. So the point that I'm making here is that we are being influenced by the powers that be, the Uber government, and they're trying to influence us to thinking that Trump and people that support Trump are racist, which we're not, that supporting nationhood is racist. It's not, it's actually having, it, it, it prevents systemic risk, similar to what I was talking about with the, 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 the banking industry. It gets too big, it builds up too much risk. If you have countries that are too big, it's not providing, it's not looking at the local interest, it's looking at the, the global interest. And this is why there's so many countries that want to exit the, the EU. So Trump also said, well, you know what, maybe Russia should be, you know, part of the G7. It used to be called the G8 and they were kicked out, you know, under Obama. So they can be an ally, but the way the Uberists spun this It's like well you can't do that because Russia may may have meddled into our election. Do you have any idea on how much the United States has meddled in with democratic elections since the 1950s? A lot and their influence has been much more influential. The weight of influence was much more with the U.S. intervention in other people's elections than anything that that the Russians did in the, the, just the prior presidential election, by far, by, by leaps and bounds, especially with uh, the CIA influence in, in Europe and the peripheral nations, especially you know the satellite na- na- nations, uh, and what was going on in, in South America, or the fiascos that were happening in Cuba. But because we forget our history or the ones that are pushing the lever of the media are trying to spin this, that we can't have, we can't be friendly with Russia. Therefore let's demonize Trump because Russia is actually anti-globalist too. There's this uh, anti-globalist agenda that's starting to build up with these ones that want nationhood, but it's being spun as, well, that's a communism. So the, the the perception of this is, is, uh, is important to understand and who's spinning, what and how and why It makes more sense with the blue water Navy that China is developing for us to ally with Russia than it is To keep on going in the trajectory that we're going in and and alienate Russia. We can actually make a more peaceful world by working together with Russia and being more economically integrated with Russia because of the history between China and Russia. They're worried about the, the mass northern border between Russia. We can leverage that but the globalists want a pivot to Asia and, and uh, be more integrated with a communist China than a blossoming Russia. So, you know, we, um, it's sad. It really is sad and how the media will spin that he that Trump is a racist, a communist and all this. Now in American politics, the Democrats don't want to admit that there is a deep, deep electorate that is in the United States that it sees this and wants nationhood. And no matter how they spin it in the media, that allying with Russia uh, is bad for the nation, and that Trump is bad for the economy and bad for blacks and bad for minorities and bad for the world. Let's just look at the data, all right, just for the 500 days that he's been in office. We have a, a roaring stock market. We have a great economy that's going on. We have very low unemployment. We have record employment in the minority communities, especially the black communities we're starting to get sensible um movement in terms of the judicial branch or let's say the um yeah you know, the judicial branch or the um the well the executive branch too and minorities in terms of incarcerations and stuff like this the um the rebirth of Constitutionalism and civil liberties, and this idea of of um, the nanny state should not be projected on people. And there's other nations and other nationalities that are moving towards this nationhood, but it's spun at institutions like MIT and Harvard and and the media, um, Stanford, the Hoover Institute, Brookings, uh, Council of Foreign Affairs, Trilateral Commission, Bilderberg, uh, Bloomberg, um, de Blasio, CNN, MSNBC, and on and on and on, that we can't have this we can't have nationhood. We have to have this uber-government. So, do we want to, do we want a world where we have liberty? Or do we want to have a world of, like, dictatorial tyranny, Um, you know, from an uber-government? That's what this is. People that are publishing videos on YouTube are being censored, like myself. My viewership is way down and I have no longer get revenues Um, because there is this dissenting opinion that we want self-determination. Give me liberty or give me death, and if you embrace that, if you embrace what this movement is all about then you are really living a full life so thank you for listening and be critical on the the media some of it is true some of it's not but listen to both sides the right the left the alternative, the mainstream, and make a an informed opinion of what you what you think the world is going towards and what vector you want it to go to. There seems to be when you hear these liberals or socialists that are talking in the United States. Um, they seem, the logic doesn't seem to be there, but yet the mainstream thinks that if you're a Republican or if you voted for Trump, you know, you must be a, a Nazi or, or uh, you know, some Yahoo that loves NASCAR. One, NASCAR's cool. And two, um, there's a lot of technology that goes in NASCAR, a lot more than the technology that goes into some socialism book, you know, by some humanities major. So thank you for listening. Please share this video. Please go to my website. Uh, subscribe to my RSS feed. Uh, pro, uh, if you can and, and you're interested, uh, purchase my books, or um, you know, continue you know watching the different videos that I have. Uh, I, I am getting censored, and you know. If you could share um, my videos, I'd really appreciate it. So thank you for listening and have a nice day.